Paula from the School of Shamanic Womancraft and today I'm chatting with Joey Remney to ask about how she incorporates shamanic womancraft and the feminine way into her work with vertigo and tinnitus and Joey is a vestibular audiologist and a senior registered yoga teacher. Hi Joey. Hi everybody, hi Tallulah. Hi. Really nice to be connecting and talking on this topic. Lovely to talk to you. So our topic will be around our evolving medical culture and multidisciplinary teams. And from the expert to witness and changing modes of managing vertigo and tinnitus. And Joy, before we start, can you just explain, explain what it means to you to work from a feminine way? Yeah, well, it's been really nice meeting people in the shamanic school of womancraft or school of shamanic womancraft. Because I like the way there's this gathering coming together in a circle. My mum used to call this sacred women's business and listening. And it can sound so simple and in essence it is. But there's something very powerful about being able to speak and be heard without judgment. And the feminine path for me is, is a space where people are able to own what they're feeling and share their truth and listen to their body, so their personal inner world. And this is a place that nobody else can go to. So Tallulah, you've got your own special inner world. No doctor can go there, no partner or friend. And I've got my own inner world. And so when we work with the feminine, we're really honouring the truth within that. And people can explore it with playfulness, with awe, with curiosity, and not feel judged. So that's not this... Uh, you know, you should be this way or your body should do this or you should think that or so it's this expectation that the outer world is dictating something upon us. Mm. So working within the feminine is really powerful and I use it with my vertigo and tinnitus clients because ultimately they've searched everywhere for answers. They would have asked a number of surgeons, neurologists, they could have seen psychologists, psychiatrists, physiotherapists, had you know, very expensive and endless testing. And ultimately, no one's got their answers, that their body's telling them something, they're feeling something. And so we use the feminine principles of sitting, pausing, allowing and feeling to see what messages and what truth come out of that. And then, of course, you know, there is this magic that things change. And when we shift from the shoulds and the judgment and the expectations and the expert model of someone telling me X, Y, Z. When we shift into the trusting and allowing, there is science behind what happens to the body and the sensory, sensory system adapts. And this is what we call neuroplasticity, which we can talk about a bit later on. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And so what is the old or traditional way of managing vertigo? Well, through the medical model, often people will feel some type of sensory distortion. Vertigo and tinnitus generally occur within the inner ear, which is my background as a vestibular audiologist. And so the brain is capturing information that is, it's an error. It's in conflict and it doesn't match the situation. So an example could be you feel like you're on a boat when you're not on a boat. Or you feel that you see the world spinning when you know you're not spinning. So actually healthy vertigo is when you're on a merry-go-round and spinning around and then you get off and you still feel the spinning. Uh -huh. 
yeah. when you're on a boat and then you hop off a boat and you still feel like you're on a boat. For... Temporarily, that's normal, absolutely. Mm. And so then the brain readapts back to the situation and it compensates and adjusts and you go back to normal. Mm-hmm. So in the old model, if this is persisting, so generally speaking, an inner ear infection or inner ear damage can recover really beautifully on its own within six weeks. Mm-hmm just piece by piece, it will repair its membranes and do what it needs to do. But the clients I work with will have had this persistently for months or years. Mm. Doctors will try and do the wait and watch method, which is basically, you know, go home and take rest. They may try suppressant medication and vestibular suppressant is actually stopping the information traveling from your inner ears to your balanced brain. So it's numbing them, Mm. which there's a place for that. So if I was traveling in Turkey and I'm on like a, let's say a Kentucky to a bus and I had literally spinning, vomiting vertigo and I had no choice but to get on the bus, mm-hmm. that medication is perfect because it just means simply I could take the bus and not vomit on everybody. So I think there is a time and a place to suppress the information when, you know, you simply can't stop and rest and, and wait for it to pass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, many people might use that once or twice a year and it's quite healthy. The problem is when you're suppressing it on a daily basis, it can lead to problems in the balanced brain which end up in Parkinson's-type symptoms because the brain and the inner ears are no longer longer communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. So one of the old modes was the suppression model. So they're suppressing the information. And... Aside from that, there's not a lot the medical model can do with vertigo. There's only a a small number of conditions that require surgical intervention. Mm -hmm. And reality is, is even, so some people might get, let's say, in superior canal dehiscence, it's a a condition with thinning of the bone around one of the balance areas. So they have this trampoline effect within their body. So their eyes and their balance organs are, are sort of bouncing all the time. Mm. And surgery can help to harden up that bone or, um, or plug the area with excess movement. But before surgery and after surgery, they're going to be getting also uncomfortable symptoms and potential side effects. So there's this sense that your inner world is still not quite right. Mm. So what I'm getting at is the medical model will try and uh, look at any type of sinister condition and address that from a life-death perspective, you know, remove tumours or look at heart conditions, hormonal balance. But they're not really trained to sit beside the person and and help them feel dizzy and go through the day-to-day reality that they don't feel right. But sort of um, some people feel dismissed by doctors, Mm. but I do think doctors are playing their role, which is just to check the vital signs make sure everything's working and then managing the symptoms is is a different piece of the picture which is where I come in Mm -hmm. so you spoke before about who would be involved normally in these with tinnitus and vertigo being surgeons GPs neurologists physiotherapists psychologists audiologists cardiologists endocrinologists yes and so (laughs) what would be the the outcome of that model usually Well, basically it can be a lot of tests. So people can have hearing tests, MRI scans, CT scans, heart investigations, hormonal investigations. Uh, They might be given generic exercises, like, you know, you've got to repeat this 20 times a day and Mm -hmm. 
And for some people, they will find along that route that things will clear up. So something mm-hmm. will happen where ultimately um, the body shifts and changes. And for other people, they'll keep getting tests and tests and generic exercises and nothing changes and it can get worse. Mm. So this can mean that they're not, their anxiety and their worry about their inner world is rising mm. because they're not getting any clear answers. So it could be a clear MRI scan. There's no abnormality with the heart. There's nothing wrong with their hormone balance, you know, and they're like, well, why do I feel this way? Mm. So they get, they're not getting the answers they want and they're getting a rising anxiety. And what this means is the body stays in hypervigilance, it's hyper alert, it's hyper aware, and it's almost overanalyzing itself. It's like triple checking everything, which is exhausting. It can lead to reduced concentration. And unfortunately, the science is out there. And when we're in stress, chronic stress, we're not effective at neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. So in order to repair the pathways and rebuild new healthy balance or adjacent balance pathways, We need the body to be relaxed in rest, repair, digest, which is the parasympathetic nervous system mode, which is a large part of the therapy is helping people access that Um, on their terms. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Getting it now. Yeah. How can uh, the feminine way be useful in managing vertigo and tinnitus? Tinnitus. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who may be listening and and are still uh, not sure of some of these words, tinnitus is a sound within the body. So people hear an internal noise coming and it could be in their ears, could be in their head. And and nine in 10 people can hear noise within their body. So it's not a sure sign of of a, a disease. But I do a lot of work with people who have a really severe concern. So it's not like a little passing um, blip. It's like daily and very concerning. Many of my clients are not sleeping well. Mm. They've lost a lot of confidence in their bodies. So some of them may be hesitant to work or not working anymore because they simply don't feel confident on the roads driving, feel that they can't concentrate on conversations or make really effective decisions. And some people are even not quite doing housework. So, you know, the absolute basics of survival are just becoming feeling impossible. Mm. So when they come and work with me, we do a lot of sitting and listening and allowing. And I offer them a process. Most of my clients I work with over three to four months. And it's this idea of acknowledging that at the moment, the way the ears, the eyes, the spinal cord and the brain are communicating, there are errors. And that's why we don't feel right. Mm -hmm. So think of it as a super highway of of roadmaps. And with vertigo and tinnitus, things have changed. The road conditions have changed. And we're hearing that and feeling that. And the body can repair itself, but chances are there's a complexity to it and it's going to take persistence and time to allow that change. So I offer people a daily practice where they get to sit with themselves and listen Mm -hmm. and they're learning the concept of non-judgment and self-compassion and this is a really beautiful thing I think that's role modeled within the school of shamanic women craft in the women's circles where women are invited to share their story and their truth and there could be 25 or 100 women around them not judging and quietly listening So that's a really nice community example of practicing these skills. And so I do this with both men and women, all ages, all ethnic backgrounds, 
and we do it one-on-one -on -one where they're learning how to listen to themselves without judgment, which is a really big skill. Mm -hmm. you know, and it can take a while to learn that. And what we do then is there's the alarm bell in the brain saying something's not right, the doctors can't find it, they're, they're missing something, there's definitely a disease in there, you know, I've got to get a sixth opinion and a seventh opinion. And so the alarm bell is overworking and that's inhibiting really the neuroplastic repair mm -hmm. in the fight, flight, freeze system, the traumatised system. So in the one-on-one -on -one sessions, we actually help identify this. We talk about the science behind it, how healthy it is, their protective mechanisms. The body will feel anxious when it feels unsafe. And both vertigo and tinnitus are likely to make you feel unsafe. Mm. So there's a healthy connection to the anxiety. So once we have the awareness of it, we can then start implementing skills and tools to interrupt it, to self-soothe. And to shift from that fight, flight, freeze, hypervigilant alert system into the I've got this, I'm okay, I can witness it. And they'll have skills and tools to shift into that and to feel into it. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful process. And we use um, the, a lot of mind-body tools. So when you do vestibular rehabilitation, it requires actually using your arms and legs and spinal cord in different postures. So you want different accelerations and tilts. Mm -hmm. So you're actually uh, performing very simple and gentle exercises while you're practicing the compassion and the presence. So it's, it's quite a holistic model mm. of recalibrating the brain and the pathways. Mm. And so what is the outcome of the model that you share, Joey? Well, I suppose the old model was people feeling the endless search, mm -hmm. feeling not satisfied with their body, feeling inadequate, not trusting their body. And when people come in and they learn, oh, okay, it's really normal to be anxious, it's really normal to be hypervigilant, I've been looking for answers and not getting them, no one else has given me my answers, maybe I have the answers. When they shift into that space of empowerment and trusting and listening and the self-doubt suddenly drops and the self-confidence goes up mm -hmm. the outcome to that is when they get the dizziness so it is spontaneous and, and could happen at any day any um it's episodic so they could go from panicking and feeling 24 hours of catastrophe in the what if i'm dizzy zone to suddenly mm. feeling grounded calm connected and if there is three seconds of dizziness there's three seconds of dizziness and it doesn't affect them for the 24-hour period anymore. Wow. So they're able to listen to the body and respond with care and with kindness. And ultimately, when they're in that space of uh, self-compassion, the neuroplastic pathways rebuild, the balanced brain updates, and they re you can't predict anyone's future, but generally mm. speaking, you do see less symptoms. Mm -hmm. So the anxiety and catastrophe exacerbate the problem yeah. and the self-confidence and the self-soothing reduce the symptoms so the brain updates itself. Mm, the healing can begin. Yeah, and it really mm. can look like magic. And mm. even neurologists and ENT surgeons will say, look, we don't understand it, but some patients just get a, a spontaneous recovery. We don't know why. You know, there's magic. Mm. And I think a large part of it is people taking responsibility and seeking support, seeking the support they need 
Because when you do get stuck and feel alone and feel dismissed, of course you're going to be more anxious. Mm. And it's very stressful feeling like nobody has your answers. And, and, nobody, how, understands. and nobody understands. And how comforting to realise I have the answers for myself yeah. and hold the key to my own healing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so how do medical doctors and health professionals feel about the work you do, Joey? I would say mostly they're intrigued. Mm-hmm. They're fascinated. Um, the, the reality is, is you have to, when you do this work, and I do train other health professionals and yoga teachers in this type of one-on-one mm-hmm. mindfulness work. And I think having no agenda. So you, you turn up, you have no idea what your client's going to bring to the clinic. And you have to just sort of open your mind and be present to what is. So you're really role modeling this witness and trying to not bring in an agenda of, okay, you know, did you reach this checkbox? Are you here? Are you there? And going through the generic sort of mode, that's the old fashioned way mm-hmm. of treating clients. We also call it patient centered care. So whatever the client brings to clinic, that's what you meet. So you really meet them with this openness and non-judgment. So I think people are very intrigued by that. Some people get it straight away, whether it be doctors or uh, physiotherapists, psychologists, and other people find it quite threatening that there isn't this, uh, I suppose, rigid um, analytical, you know, pigeonhole type of way of looking at something. It's mm-hmm. quite open and it can seem intangible. Um, but we still use questionnaires and check in on patients and clients so, of course, it, there's still rigorous science behind using the feminine. But for some people, I think the unknown, so turning up to a clinic and being completely open can be scary for some clinicians. You know, they want the certainty of mm-hmm. the prescription and all of that. But overall, I would say people are very intrigued. And also, from a doctor's perspective, when you've got clients coming back every six months with the same debilitating depression and problems being able to refer on to someone who will actually sit beside them and share that journey in a, in a really professional uh, and uh, methodical manner that's mm-hmm. great to them to, for them to know that that's out there yeah so yeah I would say the feminine is, is definitely welcome within the medical world amazing Okay, Joey, well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And within my work, um, so often asked, what is shamanic womancraft? And your story really shows how it's a way of being and a way of being with rather than a prescriptive discipline. Uh, and that every field of work can hold the feminine way. Yeah, and I would say it does, mm. both men and women. Mm. Uh, and thank you for the work you do. It's really fascinating and I have a lot of questions for you which I'll ask you after. And everyone, you can find Joey at www.seekingbalance.com.au and you had uh, an offer you wanted to share with everybody. Yeah, well, I have loads of free resources. I think mm-hmm. I'm currently the only vestibular audiologist in the country who does this work. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to learn more about the science behind using mindfulness and using non-judgment and presence, I have two webinars which are an hour long each and they're free open to the public and it's mindfulness for vertigo and tinnitus. And I actually explain a little of the science behind the sympathetic nervous system and fight, flight, freeze and the parasympathetic nervous system and the rest, digest, repair zone. 
and how learning to be with the body and the nervous system is very valuable for our sensory repair. Mm. So, cool. yeah, check out my website. There is a lot, lot there for people to explore. And you can contact me as well if you'd like to learn more about working with me. Okay, we'll, we'll put your contact details on the link when we post this. Oh, sure. Thanks, Joey. Great to no talk worries. with you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>